You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. This, this is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Lindsey Patterson, Mike Santagata. Mike, did you have a Merry Christmas? I did. How was yours? Good, good. I mean, outside of that Cincinnati Bengals game on Saturday, this is our first yeah. time recording since that loss to Pittsburgh. It honestly felt like, and we'll, we'll do a little look back here, and then later in the week we'll, we'll look ahead to the big matchup versus the Kansas City Chiefs. But for the Cincinnati Bengals team, I was a little surprised and almost a little shocked with how they looked. But it also felt like one of those games where when it rains, it pours, almost like the Tennessee Titans vibe where they were just never going to get back on track. And you really felt that way from the beginning. Uh, what were your takeaways? We'll, we'll start with the offense right now. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, my first takeaway is what was good about the offense to you? Like, can you name things? I can name things. I can't say for like the whole entire game, but I would say obviously T Higgins numbers. We're, we're nice. Yeah, yeah. T. Higgins um, production. T. Higgins looked once again <laughs> like he is going to number one guy for whatever that means. He he steps up in that role. And Yoshi at times, and I also thought yeah, he had early on. Yeah, that was and early. He, Yoshi was a factor. He would have had another catch. I remember. I think in the second half, but Browning threw it pretty high and almost got his ribs broken. Yeah, that was so. a bad. That was a bad ball. That was my first thought when he threw that was, oh, my goodness, yeah. you your receiver hurt. Like, but technically like- a drop, but it's like you're leaving that guy to die. Um, I feel like with the offense, there wasn't much good. Like, the we talked about it. The run game had to be usable, viable, whatever words you want to use for that. But the run game had to work. It didn't work again. And the n- numbers were actually inflated a little bit by garbage time. Because Mixon averaged under two yards a carry in the first half of that game. So the idea that you just keep pounding, you're pounding your head against the wall. If you can't run the ball, then you're stuck throwing the ball. And Jake Browning, the Cinderella run ended, the uh, the other shoe dropped, which I was worried about. A, I was pretty worried about that going into the game, just like, 
man, I feel like this could be it because they got his number last time. You're without Jamar Chase. There's reasons to be optimistic because of how he played, but at the same time, these guys are backups for a reason and all that, you know, the bad faith analysis about how he was doing compared to Burrow and all that other stuff. It's, it's just once you get into a situation like they had in Pittsburgh, you need high end quarterback play. And they didn't get that. They get that with Burrow sometimes where run games, not working. The defense is bad, but you know, you've got a guy that's going to keep you in that game. They didn't get that this time. And it, it started right away. I felt like they're, Browning never got into a rhythm. He never looked like a good quarterback. Most of his plays were basically just big T Higgins plays, at least all the big ones. And they moved the ball a little bit, not much. I think that's getting overstated with the 335 yards. Um, But even when they moved the ball, the biggest plays by win probability added or lost were the three picks and the T Higgins 80 yard, you know, run. catch and run. So, oh, and the fourth down miss to T Higgins. So four out of the five were Browning misses, misfires. I think, man, all three of those picks, various degrees, bad. I mean, the one, was that the first one? That the first one when he threw it, when, when he wanted to throw it out of bounds. He tried to throw it away and threw a pick in the red zone. <laughs> That's unbelievably bad. That's just, what's the worst thing you could do? in the red zone, throw a pick. You're trying to throw the ball away? Why are you throwing it 20 yards downfield? It just has to get to the line of scrimmage. I don't know. I, I was That that felt like the moment of, oh, boy. Oh, boy, this is not going well. Quarterback is not feeling it. And that those moments, though, like watching that game, and I think you bring up a good point because there was all this talk and there's there's voices on the outside is – is Jake Browning better at quarterback over Joe Burrow? When we talked about it. We actually made fun of it a lot because we're like, no, that's not true. Um, almost every week when we were talking about it, it was exciting to see what Jake Browning was able, able to do, but they obviously changed the offense to adjust to Jake Browning. There were moments when he threw those interceptions that I thought there's no way Joe Burrow's throwing that. And I'm not saying Joe Burrow's perfect and he doesn't throw interceptions, but when Joe Burrow's going to throw the ball away, he's not going to throw a pick. Um, he's not going to throw right to the defender. His third interception I thought was really bad too. Um, there was a lot of costly mistakes and I agree with you because I think a lot of people look at the numbers and they say 335, that big T Higgins touchdown was a big reason for that. You gain a lot of yards. yards. Yeah. And there was just random, you know, T Higgins was also just making dunks down the mm -hmm. field. It was like a a lot of his yardage was just F it T's down there or T Higgins catching runs. So, not great. Yeah, it, it wasn't. And, you know, sometimes you you see these quarterback runs. You can even look at the New York Giants, for an example. Um, they have that backup, backup quarterback who steps right, in. And then, yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, the Cinderella story is over. They get figured out by defenses. And maybe that's what happened. Then obviously, um, you know, the Bengals have kind of struggled. They've obviously struggled with the AFC North this year. I know I hate to use this as an excuse. Joe Burrow hasn't been healthy for any of those games. But overall, they've looked bad um you know the, the first Baltimore game was the only game that I feel like you you can look back on and say they still had a shot even though they didn't play their best ball um with a few minutes to go in the, in the second half and then Joe Burrow uh tweaked his calf again and that was unfortunate and they fell in that game so overall um just you know not not to get all the way to the AFC North play or the AFC North picture right now being 0-5 but just with this offense right now they need two wins 
Um, you know, we'll do our prediction later when it comes to the Kansas City game in just a little bit. And obviously, Kansas City doesn't look like the Kansas City that I thought they would start to look like in December and even, you know, as we get into January. But yeah, Jake Brown, I don't, you know, what is your confidence level right now? I mean, it, it, he has proven if you can't run the ball and you have no run game, that he's going to try and play hero ball and it just doesn't work for him. I think the most amazing thing about all three of those picks was that they all came against spot drop cover three, which is like a high school type of defense. <laughs> I mean, they got to him in different ways. And I think one of them, in theory, it might have made sense. So the second pick was at Y cross play, and he moves to the cross route, and he just never sees the curl flat defender in the window and throws it, which that has happened to him a few times now where he just doesn't see a guy underneath and throws it and gets picked off happens as well with the other one. He just doesn't see the underneath defender, but it's just, he did so well against that crazy complex, non-traditional Tampa drop eight, every throwing everything at you quarters and whatever from Brian Flores. And he just did whatever he wanted against it. And then the Steelers run probably the most basic coverage possible and he can't figure it out. <laughs> It's just, it, part of that is, you know, teams don't play cover three against the Bengals normally because they have Jamar Chase and T. Higgins, mm -hmm. but one of, Chase was out. So they kind of let Higgins do what he wanted and then put their eyes on the quarterback. That's the part of spot drop, vision, coverage. You can get your eyes on the quarterback in this situation so that you can break on the throw, make interceptions, make plays on the ball, and the quarterback just never found a way to beat it. I mean, the concepts they were running, they had answers but the quarterback wasn't seeing it. So I don't know what you're supposed to do as a coaching staff in that situation, just because your quarterback's throwing you out of the game and it's tough. I wouldn't say that I have no confidence in Browning against the chiefs. I would say if I am the chiefs, I am taking that game plan to see if he can beat some <laughs> elementary stuff out there. And part of it's also, I mean, the Bengals offensive line dominated in every facet of this game, really. Right. Like they, they were giving up bids, giving up sacks, giving up pressure. But then also they were in that situation because they couldn't block. They couldn't run block. They couldn't move guys. They couldn't hold point, which is what I was really worried about. So they had no answers up front. They played a basic coverage behind it. The quarterback couldn't read it out correctly. And the offensive line didn't give him time to find answers either. So he had to hurry up. If you could think of that, that second pick that he threw to the, Curl flat guy there. Um, he had to avoid pressure before that throw. So it makes a little bit of sense that he never moved off his first read because he gets to drops back, hits his back foot, and then he has to move off pressure. So his mind isn't, I need to get to number two. You know, great quarterbacks will be able to avoid the pressure and flip and get to number two and throw it. You know, Joe Burrow can do that. Jake Browning can't. And that's fine. Like that's you shouldn't expect him to do that. So you get in these adverse situations, and that's what really separates everything. I don't know how many times we've gone through just this year but josh dobbs twice just these backup quarterbacks they have their run and they can get hot and they can do that but you know at the end of the day there's there's kind of a reason they're backups and even if he, he's a good backup like i think brown i'd still consider him a good backup he can get out there he can run the offense when things are working around him he is awesome but he's he's not a secret star in waiting he's not a guy you're gonna trade joe burrow and run it with him type of situation it seems this is not a uh joe Bledsoe, jake brady type of injury that causes but uh yeah i 
I have a little bit of confidence, but I have until I can see him win despite losing up front. I'm not going to, I don't know how I can be super confident. And I'm a little worried that the Chiefs are just going to dominate them up front defensively. When you look at Chris Jones, you look at George Karloftis and all these guys and the guys that got after them in the AFC championship game. Now I know that the line is healthier, it's better, et cetera. But you're telling me that the Chiefs aren't going to be putting a big red target on Orlando Brown in this game. They're going to want to get him. They're going to want to, they're going to throw everything at that guy. I'm expecting Chris Jones lined up over him, even if he's better from inside. Yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are coming off an embarrassing home loss. Yeah. Uh, big too. Christmas Day game and in a place where they're not playing well this season, to be honest with you. Um, they've actually played better on the road this regular season. So, you know, we'll we'll look forward to that later in the week and, and talk about that matchup. And, you know, the big news is because we're recording this on a Tuesday, the Cincinnati Bengals are finally on their regular scheduled programming. So they're going to get back to practice on Wednesday. They had today off. We'll see if there's an update on Jamar Chase. Uh, CTB, who's I feel a little more confident he's going to be back out there. And that would be huge for the defensive side of the ball because we'll get to that in just a moment when you look at the cornerback room. But um, overall, Jamar Chase, Zach Taylor did say the next day that he's still day-to-day. So we'll see if he's out there. That would be obviously a huge receiver to get back for the biggest receiver to get back for this Kansas City game and for Jake Browning overall. But I want to stay with the offense. We'll move on from Jake Browning and, and talk about the running game. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Because there was a lot of criticism. Not surprised because when you lose, everybody's mad at the play caller. Everybody's mad at the head coach. Uh, like, like we talked about, it's the Birdman meme. There's, they're sitting there, hands rubbing, waiting for Zach Taylor to have a game where the offense doesn't do well, and they're going to blame him. Even if he scored 30 points three weeks in a row with a backup quarterback and against at least one good defense, yeah, does not matter. Doesn't matter. They're rubbing their hands. They're waiting. Let me ask you this. Did Zach Taylor throw the three interceptions? No. And I, I think there there were situations that like I I, I was like, oh, I don't like this. Yeah. But the main one people ever everybody keeps was complaining about, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's yeah, obviously the three interceptions that's on the quarterback. Especially because I thought all three of those interceptions he could have thrown the ball away in the first one. 
And I thought he had an answer on the second one that he just didn't get to. And I think that's also true on the third one. So he just, you know, he's, he's kind of forcing it. Um, that series of downs, second and one, they run what that like little flare screen where they run this all the time with Burrow to Trent Irwin. It is there. It's open. But Browning throws it short and behind him. So Irwin completely stops, has to bend down, sit down, pick the ball up off the ground, and then try to go. And he's tackled inches right. short. He's, st he's still – or no, he's tackled basically right at the line of, scr line of scrimmage there. Um, so you just waste a second and one. But the play call worked. It just wasn't executed. The quarterback couldn't make a five, well, whatever, 12 yard type throw there. Just get it out to the flat and forward, lead him forward because there was room. It was an access type throw and there was access on that throw. Anyway, you get the third down. They can't pick up third and one with a run play. So they get to inches. It, I mean, if I had to put money, like, like if I had to set the odds on the Bengals picking up fourth and inches with a run play, I mean, 50-50 almost feels yeah. – that almost feels like optimistic just because of how bad it was up front. And you know the Steelers are going to be ready for it. So the Steelers yeah. did get ready for it. They played man coverage everywhere, and they put everybody else into the fit. The Bengals threw the ball to T. Higgins, but the ball didn't get anywhere near T. Higgins, and that ends fourth down. But when I'm looking at that, I, I just go like, yeah, maybe that would have picked it. Maybe you could have picked it up in the run game, but you didn't pick it up on third and one. So fourth and inches, quarterback sneak. Maybe that's maybe that's a call you could go for, but I just yeah. – when I – I didn't hate it. Like I didn't hate the idea of taking a shot to your best receiver against their rookie corner. You just have to actually give him an, like a possibility to win that shot and not throw it five yards short. So he's trying to make a falling over diving catch through the other player. I don't know. I didn't hate that. I hated when they went back to back screens on one series and that put him in third and 11. I hated some of the other stuff like that. It just felt conservative at times. And some of that is also the quarterback is throwing picks when they try to be aggressive and they can't run the ball. So they just, you know, it just felt like the entire game. They were just done other than throws to T. There's just throws to T were basically the only offense that I trusted. Everything else was just dead on arrival, at least when the game was tight and competitive, which wasn't that long, but yeah, if the fourth fourth and inches worked, we would we would have loved it. We would have said, "Oh, great call!" Didn't see it coming. Gave your guy a shot. Yeah, yeah, got get a touchdown there. Uh, huge for them. So, yeah, it, it's just it wasn't working for them. And when you're down and the game isn't going your way, and as I mentioned before, when it's raining, it's pouring. Um, you aren't going to run the ball. You're not going to run the ball when you're down by three scores. No, they were down twenty four. What at the start when they got yeah. the ball back in the third quarter, they were down twenty four nothing. Like that's it. Yeah, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. You want to catch up in this game. You still think you have a shot. And, you know, I thought even when T. Higgins scored the touch, I'm like, well, maybe they will start to play better in the second half. But honestly, they couldn't stop them defensively. And, you know, there were just moments in that game, as we mentioned before. It's just it's a, it's a different game when you don't have your franchise quarterback in there with this offense. And, you know, we've noticed that a lot this season. It's just been so up and down. And then obviously, as I mentioned before, or even after the game that next morning, I said, you know what? Those three games were a lot of fun. I had a blast, and mm -hmm. it gave me a little bit of hope. And if they beat Kansas City, well, I talk myself into, well, what if? 
What if they do it? What if they beat Cleveland? What if Cleveland is resting their starters in that final game? Because it won't change anything. If they win on Sunday, they will stay at the number five seed. And if, if Baltimore wins, um, it doesn't change the seeding for them. And then maybe they're resting guys. And maybe Cincinnati does get in. Maybe they do. We can, you know, I'll think about that when it happens. But you just lost a huge opportunity. Um, you know, there's a lot of what if games this season, even when Joe Burrow was healthy, I think back at the Texans game. What if? Tyler Boyd catches the ball. You know, what if you play better in that game? What if you stop their running back? Um, and these two games versus the Pittsburgh Steelers are just two big what-if games. And, and it wasn't close, obviously, in this past one. But even the first matchup, it was just a sloppy game. And it was obviously Jake Browning's first start. But offensively, I want to move on from that. Is there anything you would like to say about the offense? No, I think that's about it. Uh, I think there's not much else. I think there's not reason to be optimistic about how they could perform against the Chiefs defense, but the Chiefs defense is also good. So we'll see. I would expect the Chiefs are going to steal their game plan and not try to do anything that Browning could take advantage of until he shows he can beat a very basic load the box, play cover three type of situation. Yeah, I, I'm expecting a huge bounce back for this Chiefs game for the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I know they've looked bad. For a while now, they really just haven't looked like themselves. But I think that they'll they'll find a way. We'll, we'll see what it looks like. And look, if Cincinnati surprises them, then good for them. Get a road, get a huge win on the road at Arrowhead in December. But moving on to the defensive side of the football for the Cincinnati Bengals, this is disappointing on so many levels because during that three game stretch, there were times where I thought, you know what, defensively, I see glimpses of Jermaine Pratt, Logan Wilson stepping up, being the Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, just from this game a week ago prior to that. And to see what you're seeing out of your linebacker room and explosive plays for Cheeto when I feel like Cheeto's back. He doesn't feel totally back from the ACL. And this is a huge contract year for him. I don't think he's back in Cincinnati after this year, just because they do have Cam Taylor, Britt, DJ Turner, and maybe they'll pick up another corner. But overall, it just felt like a disappointing game for a lot of the veterans on the defensive side of the ball. Yes. And the young guys. It was everybody. Everybody. Right? I shouldn't I shouldn't say like yeah, DJ Turner. I mean there's so many different players. So yeah, I mean look at I mean, it and it's just Yeah. I mean the George Pickens of it all that he just <laughs> he had all that, you know, negative press going into the game. Then the game happened and it was just like, oh <laughs> okay yeah. and i felt almost felt like we should have expected this right like i feel like i've seen this before where wide receiver starts getting blasted in the media for effort and all this other stuff they just kind of feed him a little bit he shows what he is he dunked on everybody w what can you say i mean he made an incredible catch on that one play where he got both feet down I had no idea how he could do that he made the catch and run was so disappointing mainly from Dax Hill because Dax Hill comes off the roof of the defense, goes to make the tackle. And instead of this being a 12 yard play and you just go, ah, shucks, you know, like, well, at least we have another series of down Hill is out of control and takes a bad angle. And he ends up taking out DJ Turner, who's trying to catch him from behind. So now it's a foot race with Jermaine Pratt. And I think there was somebody else, but I can't remember who it was, but it's just, yeah, Pickens wins that foot race because he had a step on them to start and he's faster than those guys. But you had a chance to control this, like contain this fire. And instead, you tried to go make a big hit or just kind of were playing too fast and the game was moving fast for you. Whatever the issue was, it just compounded it. And 
that seemed to just happen everywhere. And they got out physical up front again. It's, you know, the Steelers offensive line was able, and they were able to move them and run the ball. And everybody's talking about Mason Rudolph about, you know, like is a, well, the Steelers are even doing like the whole Rudolph or Pickett. I think they're starting Rudolph next week, even if Pickett's healthy. Yeah. So you get out physical. We just talked about the other end where the Bengals got out physical on offense. Well, when you're out physicaling them on the defensive, when they're on defense and you're on offense doing the physical, the physicality part of this, you can run the ball, you can pass protect, you can run the ball and then they can't pass rush as hard because you're able to run the ball so effectively. And even when all that fails, you've got a guy that's just making incredible catches, dunks left and right. Yeah. Five catches, 195 yards with two touchdowns. I mean, averaging almost 40 yards a catch. It's just such a tough way to try to play defense. And then, yeah, like you talked about, it's a lot of guys that you're disappointed in. Talked about Dax Hill there. You could talk about the guys that stepped in for Reader. You could talk about Lou if you want, just like he's not figuring it out without Reader and this whole year, basically. The linebackers, they had a step up last week, then they're back down this week. Um, and then outside, I think that was also really disappointing was the corner situation with Cheeto, like you mentioned, and DJ Turner, where Pickens just did whatever he wanted on both of them, where he caught that long ball on Cheeto and it was technique it, like it, it yeah maybe the recovery speed would be there b- before the ACL injury but he's in a press situation he doesn't keep his cushion but he also doesn't jam him so the receiver just runs by him because yeah that's what's going to happen if you don't disrupt him at all and you're gonna and you're not gonna keep a cushion to be able to react he's just able to run by you and you know Turner you could talk about it. it's a young guy up and down this was a down, but I, I'm not off of him. I just think yeah. that it's just frustrating to be a rookie corner and to get beat like this. So, like, who who are you happy about on this on the defensive side of the ball in that game? I I don't know Hendrickson maybe it's just just because he toughed it out. <laughs> Basically, I mean, yeah, I, I don't I don't know. Like, is there it? It's like I started the offensive one with you, and I just said, like, what was good about the offense? Same goes for the defense, but the defense has been a disaster all year. So you might have expected it a little bit. I was thinking they'd be able to do something in this game for them. I said Henderson because he had a sack, but I think it was also an unblocked sack, wasn't it, or not? Um, I don't remember 100%. uh, But, yeah, it's just, just such a disgusting game in every sense of the word, offense, defense, not special teams. So, you know, we, we could Brad get Roberts. to it. We could get to that. But, uh, yeah, offensive defense was terrible. And the defense is a real big concern. It's, you know, some of it is like, oh, those young guys, they'll get better, they'll gel. But what do you do about the vets that are playing worse than they were? And what do you do about losing talent on a defense that's already really leaky? I don't know. I don't have the answers for these things. I just, that's what I'm thinking of. And then you're talking about like when you're in the draft, oh, we got to replace Boyd. We, we might have to replace Higgins down the road. We might, we could use the Brock Bowers type tight end. We could use some offensive line help. But man, that defense is, it's a real concern. It's a real big concern. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. 
It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, well, not to do too much, you know, into the offseason or anything like that, but but this team, you know, when it comes to cap hits and, and, and what that looks like, it, it won't really hit for the Joe Burrow effect going into the 2024 season. So I do think that this team can't let off the gas when it comes to a free agent on the defensive side of the ball. I do think you do need to to get a guy. And maybe it's not like the move they made for DJ Reader in 2020, but they, they can't be afraid to add defensive talent because they're going to need it. You know, to be determined, if maybe they work something out with DJ Reader and it's a one-year deal and he starts the season on short-term IR, you know, we don't know what that looks like, but – it does make me nervous on the defensive side of the ball because despite how the offense could look, they could have a down day. They could look off in the playoffs or, or really they couldn't get something going, but the defense, you could always rely on them to either create a turnover or just step up for, for Lou and those guys. And a lot of the guys are out there. I know Jesse Bates is pretty much having an all pro year for the Atlanta Falcons. And that's obviously Miss Von Bell is not playing his best football, but still two safeties for this defense that were, a big part of it and their success in the postseason and what we you know we we've noticed over the last two years i'm not a there are some people out there that are like get rid of lou fire lou too and, and i'm not really? i'm not that, i'm not that person i think it's no, there i'm just not a, i'm not in that oh, section no, no, of no. angles twitter i think i'm not i'm not i'm not a i'm I, no i i not you i just i am a, i'm a little bit surprised by it but uh, then again, I don't see everything. I had somebody ask me today, maybe they'll bring Marvin Lewis back as the defensive coordinator. I'm like, that is never going to happen. And that would be the, a terrible decision. Um, just it's for Neither me. Neither side would want that. What do, you, what do you think, you know, is going on though with this defense overall? Just the overall picture of the season. We don't even have to focus on the Steelers game, but what's, what is going to be the problem like going forward for this defense? Because there's still a lot of guys that are going to be returning next year. Some of it starts with the safety plays worse, just is. And I think it's the spine of the defense is just a real – took a big step back. I think Reader was playing good. I, th- I, I, I would be remiss to say he was playing the same level 
but I still think he was probably the most consistently good part of the defense every week, week in, week out. He would give a good performance and sometimes give a really, really high end performance. It just wasn't as often as he did last year. And some of that could also be because I feel like the guys around him weren't playing up to that. And especially when you talk about the, the depth of the interior of the defensive line, it's terrible. And it showed again this week where you've got 68 and 95 just getting thrown around back there. So that, that's an issue. And that leads to the linebackers having more issues because the past the past two years, they've been able to play slow and fill things and play clean. They don't get hit by offensive linemen for the most part because Reader's taking two guys and Hill's doing a good job and uh, whatever else they're, they've got cooking up front is just working so that they don't need to take on offensive line. But now they do, and they're not doing a great job of it. When they make the run-throughs, they're not getting to the ball carrier. They're just – running through and taking themselves out of the play. I don't know why that's that keeps happening to them. And then they haven't been the same in coverage. It's just that's been also frustrating, whether it's landmarks and vision coverage or it's matching guys. They're just not able to do it. And sometimes they are, they are really being taken advantage of in that situation. I think of Wilson in the Jaguars game where – they knew they were going to get him on the running back, and they just sent the running back to the flat, threw it out to him, and knew he'd out, outrace him over there. It's just frustrating. And like we talked about, the safety's playing worse. So the entire spine, the middle of that defense, is playing worse. And you can blame it on whoever, um, but somebody, one of those groups has to step up. I think Jordan Battle has been the best safety that they've – best safety play they've had. And DJ Reader has been the best interior defensive lineman they've had. And he'll, he's been a little up and down on his consistency, but he, he's been able to make an impact most weeks. I think he's a fine starter. Why do they, this is something separate, but why, why do they only have four interior defensive linemen in the first place? And then two of those guys are basically like practice squad level players. Yeah. So they play three defensive linemen when teams go heavy when they not even that heavy, when they get into an I formation or 12 personnel, the Bengals respond by adding a third interior defensive lineman and playing bare fronts and stuff. So getting their five, two, three, four, why wouldn't you have six interior defensive linemen, five interior defensive linemen, and you need at least three starting quality defensive interior guys. They don't have that. I don't understand because that is something that I've seen repeatedly of like, if I was an offense and when reader was healthy, one of the things I would do would be check 95 in terms of let's run it at that guy and see if he could stop it. <laughs> and because he'd be out there as part of their base package, I'm getting 12 and 21 and get Mike Hilton off the field. It's just like, you shouldn't have an answer like that available to the opposition, but it is. And even when Hilton's on the field and the other teams and 11 personnel, they're just not playing well. They're just, Whatever it is, it's just that unit is playing well below expectations, and it's almost everybody. I think Trey Hendrickson is probably the only guy playing above expectations other than Jordan Battle for a rookie third-round pick. He's playing above expectations. Kid Taylor Britt was playing above expectations before the injury. Mm-hmm. But you look at guys that got paid, Logan Wilson, Jermaine Pratt, below expectations. DJ Reader meeting my high expectations. You could say above expectations if you want, but BJ Hill probably meeting what I – thought sam hubbard i want to see him win against some of these right tackles more often but he's still a pretty good run stopper i don't know 
Dax Hill below expectations at this point. It was up and down and fun to start, but it's been a couple down weeks in a row. And maybe if he was catching these interceptions instead of dropping them, I'd feel different. But it's just overall, like, guy is not playing well in the same scheme that they've been in for years. It's it's a little mind-boggling. Yeah, it really is. It's disappointing because there are a lot of guys that have returned to this defense and it just it doesn't look the same. And maybe it is going to be just this offseason project of we'll see what happens in the draft in the first and second round. And, and or maybe they do spend it in free agency, but they do have to do something uh, because they don't have DJ Reader's replacement. And even if DJ Reader is back, that is a long rehab process, something he's experienced before. And I would be shocked if he's ready to go by the time they, they start in September. So, yeah, there's a lot of question marks on the defense. It really has been disappointing because even when Joe went down, I thought to myself, I don't know if this team can make a run because the defense has been really disappointing this season. And they've found a way offensively. And then there were moments where I thought, okay, all right, defense. You, maybe maybe they can. Maybe They, they can. played up in the biggest moments too. Yeah. Like I, I got to give them some credit because they did a good job against the 49ers. They did a good job against the Bills. You're right. It, when they played these high-octane offenses, they seemed to step it up and play. But then they they can't figure anything out against the Steelers. Nick, Mullins. Nick the Mullins, I know they, I know they won the game, but like – Mason you know, Rudolph, okay. Kenny Pickett. It's like a lot of the guys that are probably looking to be replaced, they are, you know, looks like they are food for. And then they are doing what they do and taking down the good opponents. It doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. It's a wild year in the NFL. I mean, goodness, I, I don't even want to get into what the MVP looks like right now. It's just it feels like such an odd year. Even watching some of these Christmas Day games, it felt like, am I watching preseason football right now? Um, it just doesn't feel like a normal NFL season. And and of course, in Cincinnati, it's not going to feel like that when your franchise quarterback's down. Uh, but we'll see what happens. We'll look ahead to the Kansas City Chiefs game again. The Cincinnati Bengals right now, they have a 17% chance of making the playoffs. If they do beat Kansas City, it is over 50%. Um, a lot of eyes on those one o'clock games. They could, um, you know, help or hurt the Cincinnati Bengals going into it. So I guess you are going to be watching other teams if they win the next two. It's like a 95% chance uh, they make the playoffs, but it's one game at a time for this club, and they're hoping to get that bounce-back game. Big injury uh, news or what we're going to be watching later this week when they do hit the practice field. Does Jamar Chase return? Does Cam Taylor-Britt return for the defense? You need to at least get one or both for this game. Um, would be huge boost, obviously, going into these final two. What's going to be up on all Bengals right now? I got nothing right now. I just – I don't blame you. <laughs> Like what it felt the wind was taken out of the sails of everything. Like mm -hmm. as a fan, as an analyst, as whatever, it just felt like, Oh man. I mean, maybe it's just a chief's preview later or something mm -hmm. like they have to win this game. So let's take a look at it. Or maybe it's eventually just looking at like how the Steelers really in two games dominated the Bengals offense. But Nothing while you're listening to this. I'm not going to have anything up yet. You know what's frustrating? We'll watch the Steelers on Sunday look like they did against the Patriots and the Arizona Cardinals, and it'll yep. be so frustrating that Cincinnati just laid a huge egg on the road against the Pittsburgh Steelers. But we'll see what it looks like. Again, they're not out of it, so at least that is something over the next two weeks before they get into – either they're going into the offseason, plenty of draft talk, plenty of free agency talk, Plenty of Joe Burrow rehab talk, or it's going to be, let's see what this team can do in the postseason. Uh, to be determined for the Cincinnati Bengals, make sure you're following along over on Twitter, Bengals underscore Sands. Check out all of his work on all Bengals. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We will be back later this week. 
preview a big New Year's Eve game, the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Thank you for listening to It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. <laughs>